Saloon Nation. It's December 8, 2022, 12.30 a.m. on the East Coast. And it's currently 43 degrees out here this morning. Yep. Already a fuck up. You like that? It's pretty good. It's what I like to do. I like fucking up. I do. I do. I like keeping it raw. So episode 27. Before I get started with some uh some a little cool stuff, sad stuff as well. Get into, you know, some uh Hoyas and Notre Dame and babes baseball talk. And before the Raiders and Rams preview of Thursday night. I want to talk about two things to before I get into more in depth of this episode. Last week, or not last week, episode 26, I let everyone know about the monthly subscriptions or monthly uh, um, support. I still want to let everybody understand this. It's there, but it's not an obligation for you to do. But it's there. If you choose to do, much appreciation. If you don't, still much appreciation. So just, I want to keep, continue saying that. It's going to probably be on every episode because, yeah, of course I want to push that. You know, because, you know, I want to remind people that it's there. But it's not an obligation for you to decide. You know what I mean? It, it's okay if you do. And it's okay if you don't. It's cool. Either way. Now on to the merch talk. You know, when I first was watching YouTube channels of how to do print-on-demand stuff, I was hyped up. I was like, yeah, this is great. Although it's still there because I love creating. I love designing. I'm good at that. But then it got me thinking, wait, I'm watching these channels and they're showing me how to start one. But it's not showing the back end of it all. The legal part. Because if I want to make this into a business, it has to be legally. You know what I mean? It has to be done legally. It has to be legit. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, I should read more articles. You know, not just, you know, open up a Bonfire account or or a Shopify account or an Etsy account and just slap on my stuff, you know, my designs and brush it out there and clock money and realize, oh, shit. You know, I mean, granted, if you're not making a lot on it, you pretty much don't have to worry about, you know, someone knocking on the door naming the IRS. And asking, can we see your books? And you're like, what book? <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, you're not legally able to, to do this. Now, granted, if you're, you know, if you're small time making less $500 a month or a year, you don't have to worry about this part. You don't. But I am hoping that for anybody that listens to this, 
who is thinking about doing a merch or has a merch store, regardless of how much you're making or not, please, 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 please look into what I'm going to say now. You got to look to see if you're obviously you are a sole proprietor. Regardless if you're going to use your real name, which means that you don't have to do a business registration or an alias, a business name. Like, say, I'm shopping or say um, I'm Salute Nation Podcast and I want to make a merch store of Salute Nation Podcast. I'm going to have to get a business registration. I'm going to have to. Legally, if I want to do this right. And then you got to look into employer identification number, which is the EIN, which is pretty much your, your, your business social security number. So it's, you know what I mean? I can't remember if it's your tax ID or is that separate for, again, it's, it's a lot of things you got to look into. Regardless, if you're going to do this legally or not, you need a business license. You just do. And but you have to check within your local county office, the clerks and all that. And you know, you can find this stuff on the web pages there. So, you know what I mean? So, for me being a, a New Yorker, I'm going to do business in New York regardless if I'm selling online or, you know, you know what I mean? I'm going to have to follow those laws of that state, not only that state, but the county. So that's a lot of paperwork I got to, you know, look at. Well, not paperwork, but you know, it's probably paperwork. A lot of paper you got to sign, but it's worth it. You know what I mean? If you do it stuff legally to start with is what I'm saying. So I know I, I, I this is one thing I'm glad. I'm glad I haven't jumped into this feet first. I'm taking my time. I really am. I have been taking my time to figure out if I want to go bonfire, which I've decided yes. Shopify, yes. And how I want to do it with the stuff is, you know, I got it written down. I'm, 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 I'm doing it that way. But it's not. I know in the beginning I was like, okay, I want this started, get this out and about, make the storefronts and stuff. Well, not storefronts, but make my online page and, and online store, and, and and get into that Christmas rush, what is currently in right now. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm. I still need more time to fully figure this out. But in the meantime, I'm still making designs for this. I'm still doing that. On top of, you know, edits and every other things that I do. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm glad I've been taking my time. And then come across this, the article that I read about, yeah, you need to really pay attention to the legal side of this. Granted, if you look on the, you know, the things of Bonfire and 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 all these uh, uh, print-on-demand pages, storefronts, e-commerce shops, you don't need a business license or registration for it unless you sell a certain amount. That's fine. That protects them, but it still doesn't protect you because you still have to follow 
your state county law. So, again, whoever is listening to this that is thinking about doing a merch store or planning on doing one or, 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 or already doing it, please have that understanding and look into it. That's all I'm saying with that. So now that I covered what I want to cover to start with of the monthly support that you don't have to, you're not obligated to, it will be appreciated if you do, but you're still appreciated if you don't. And as well as the merch talk. I want to get into some news. Um, here's I want to leave I'm gonna talk about the sad part right now. I know I'm late to talking about this. Some of you may know. Some of you may not know. Um, Christy Alley. She's an award winner. Um, she was on Cheers. She played in summer school. As well as Look Who's Talking 1 and 2. And much more. She died um, on the December 5th. So it's like three days away from, uh, three days ago. At the age of 71 from cancer. Uh, my heart, my prayers, my thoughts go out to the Alley family and those who, you know, are continue battling cancer. Fuck cancer. I think anyone that even if you don't like somebody can agree to this. Fuck cancer. Everyone has probably known someone that has died from this. Fuck cancer. Especially in 2022, I had at least four of... Yeah, you know what? All five of people who I lost in 2022 died from cancer. So fuck cancer. Fuck them. Fuck cancer. And to anybody that uh, is suffering still with cancer, dealing with cancer, battling, or you're a family member of, oh, man, my heart and thoughts go with you guys. So, yeah, so she died on December 5th. Now I want to talk about a little something uplifting, kind of comical. It's meta, you know, the... Owners, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, has threatened to pull all news from Facebook in the U.S. if an ill-considered bill that would compel it to pay publishers pass. Basically what it is is an ill-considered journalism bill which goes hand-to-hand within the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act, which fails to recognize the key fact. Now I'm going to read a quote coming from Meta. Publishers and broadcasters put their content on our platform by themselves. Because it benefits their bottom line.
not the other way around. Meta said in that statement. They're right. As much as I pick on Meta, they are absolutely right. They are 100% correct. Now, financially, it benefits both. Anytime you use Facebook or Instagram, regardless if it's not paid or not, it still hypes up their traffic. It still brings them money. That's why I say it helps both of them. But when you promote something as a publisher or a broadcaster of the news, it of, of said news. So, like, say I was CBS or Fox, and I posted on such and such on Facebook. I benefit more because that draws more traffic and eyes to my site. And that's what this is about. And the government is trying to, ah, you know, big government. They always want to stick their fucking grimy hands in everybody else's business. And I'm sure FCC is listening to this, so fuck you too. That's fine. See, I like to follow in the footsteps of... uh Joe Rogan, and countless others who just say to the man, suck it. Howard Stern is another one. Suck it. I will, too, say the same thing. Granted, I'm not a big enough per, you know, personality anyways. I just have a lot to say, and I say it. But they don't care. <laughs> you could tell someone to shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't if it hurts your feelings, you are a fucking pussy. Right? Am I right? So many uh whiny little bitches out there. We have some whiny little bitches in the nation. Talking about the Raider Nation for those who are not Raider fans. I'm not gonna say any names. You know who you are. You're a whiny little bitch. Is. You know. I'm not singling anyone out. There's a lot of whiny little bitches. And that's cool. That's all right. I I See, here's the thing. And I'm going to say this over and over again. You don't want me to succeed regardless. You don't care if I succeed or not. You're probably not even listening to this. You're probably being told what I said. But I still want you to succeed. Still. That's the difference between you and I. I generally... Genuinely, doesn't the word sounds weird? Want you to succeed, but you don't want me to succeed. I'm just a number to you, just like everybody else is just a number to you. 
You all don't really give a fuck. And when that person who really doesn't give a fuck back. Yep. It is what it is. Then you start to assume on who I'm talking about. Am I talking about me? Are you, is he talking about me? 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 Maybe. If you're hurt by it, truth hurts. If you're not offended by it, it wasn't about you. Shit, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't planning on ranting. So it wasn't really a rant. It was more of continuation. You know, I already said the news that was happening. I went over what I wanted to go over. So I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick, drink some more water, get some more water. And we're going to come back with um, some sports, some recaps. I made some predictions of the Bulls game and the Hoya game. Want to go over that, plus some Major League Baseball news. As the winter meetings come to an end. So Notre Dame news, Bulls, Hoyas, all that. And then I'm going to end it all. With the Raider and Rams preview. On my keys to victory and so on. And that will be coming up next. So see you then. Hang on. Don't leave. I didn't say I'm stopping. I just said that I'm, I'm going to give you some little transition like I've been doing, right? I don't know which one I want to put in yet. But it'll be cool. So hang on tight. See you in a little bit. Welcome back, everyone. That transition was called Vinyl Couch. Vinyl couch. I kind of liked it. Kind of liked it. Now we're on to some sports. I'm going to lead off with some uh, baseball. The winter meetings have concluded. Splashes. Have been done. Met signed. 39, 40-year-old pitcher Justin Verlander to a two-year deal. I mean, they lost to Grom and then they picked up Verlander. That's smart. Smart. Verlander is more reliable to pitch a full season than DeGrom is. Philly sign Trey Turner, a 29-year-old, to 11-year deal. 
Yankees extended Cashman to a four more years as GM of the Yankees. Cubs signed Jamison Talon, pitcher, to a four-year deal. He used to pitch for the Yankees. Yankees brought back pitcher Tommy K. Conley, Kaylee, I can never pronounce his name before, but he used to pitch for us for like three, four years. And he's back to boost that bullpen for two more for two years. But the big name, the big gun, Aaron Judge. I made a rant last episode about him. He signed a nine-year, $360 million contract with the Yankees. He re-signed with the Yankees. After all that, that's been in the news of, you know, he wasn't, uh, he didn't like the way that we handled, we being the Yankees, handled that, you know, that discussion about him turning down a seven-year, 200-something million dollar to start the season. Didn't like the fact the fans were booing him. Article, in that same article in the New York Times that, you know, he he, he gave a, a, a um you know, what he wants out of life. He mentioned this girl that he wants to marry and end up marrying her. And then he said he wanted to play for his childhood team, the Giants. With all that being said, Aaron Judge still took the understanding of the Yankee aura. Understood that that Monument Park means more than anything like that. You see, you can't stop fans booing. Why we boo is because you sucked at that time. We booed Jeter. We booed Moe. We booed Bernie Williams. We booed, we booed Posada. We booed David Whitfield. We booed everybody that fucked up at that time, that continued to fuck up at moments. A-Rod got booed. Sabathia been booed. Andy Pettit been booed. So I didn't want to ever hear, when that came out, that Judge didn't like the fact that fans were booed. Now, I didn't know, I don't know if it was him or his camp or people close to him or people in general were just saying something out of their fucking asshole. If you cannot handle New York, do not play in New York. It's a different beast. We as New Yorkers are different. We are truly built different. We're not afraid to tell you to go to fucking hell. We're not afraid to take our ass whooping. Matter of fact, when you're done take, beating our asses, we'll still get up all bloody and say, you got some more? That's a New Yorker. Our beeping at you means get the fuck out of the way are flipping you off when you beep at us saying hi. We're flipping you off because we're letting you know, shut the fuck up. That's New York. And for Judge to still pick to be and remain the Yankee means more. And I have more respect for him out of that. 
Because he could have gone and played for the Giants. He could have gone and played for the Dodgers. He could have gone and played for the Padres. But he said, no, I want to be a Yankee. Now, I don't agree on that nine-year, 360 mil. I do not. Because he does not and has not produced in the postseason. But he's a good to great regular season guy. And maybe, maybe out of these next nine years, maybe he will deliver in the postseason. Now, here's the next move that the Yankees got to make. You got to build around them. Regardless if you don't like the contract or not, you have to build around him. You have to have guys in that lineup that will protect Judge. As well as don't just sit by and say, well, Judge will help us. You have to do your job too. Yankees need to re-sign Benatendi. And if they can't get Andrew Benatendi, you have to trade for Reynolds. Those two alone, combined with the other guys we have in our lineup, I'm not going to list them all yet. I will when the Yankee season begins of, you know, who's going to who be what. There's some good guys. Hicks is going to be shipped out. Good. Get rid of um, the third baseman, (laughs) Donaldson. Good. But those two moves in our lineup, one of the two will be a great addition. They will. Another move that the Yankees need to make is we lost Talon to the Cubs. Another move that the Yankees need to make is they got to they gotta get, get run down. You got to. You got to. You got to continue boosting that, you know, that pitching staff. I mean, here's the thing. And Cole in the postseason did a great job. Really did. But you got Cole. And if you got Rondon, you got him. And then you got for your third and fourth starters that you could throw into this mix in Cortez, who I deemed last year in the last two years as the true ace of the Yankees. And then you got Severino, who has looked who looked good last year coming back from injury. Those four. That's a dangerous starting pitching. It just is. And Conley or Canley, the guy that, you know what I mean, that we we, we resigned for, well, we bought back for a two-year deal, that's going to boost our bullpen. There's still moves that they're going to make, of course. Winter meetings just ended, and there's a long offseason still. Got up to, like, February. February, March, and then, you know, spring training, and then you got, you know, the spring training games. There's a lot of things to do, and coming up shortly, I mean, we're almost in January already. Well, more than, you know, a long time still. We still got to get through Christmas. But it's December 8th. Ten days is 18. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's coming up close January. The new year is coming. Then that's the only month before baseball comes because now you got, you know. Ah, it's it's coming. It's coming quick. So that's the thing. I'm over judge resigning. I am. I don't I think it's too much, but hey, listen. One thing I will always admit. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Yankees overpaid. Yankees can. That's why I kept telling a lot of people we're saying, well, Judge is going, Judge is going to the Giants. He's going to the Giants in those chats. But when we're supposed to be talking football, you got people in there talking about Aaron Judge. Hey T, how you think? What do you think? Darren Judge is coming to the Giants. He's coming to the Giants. And I kept trying to tell them if the Yankees really want somebody, they're going to get them 99% of the time. And it happened again. It happened again. I'm going to end it right there with the baseball talk. Those who want to comment about it, comment about it, go ahead. But I said what I said about it. So now let's move on to some college football. I'm going to talk about Notre Dame. Notre Dame's tight end. Who's ranked number three of all time in tight ends of the uh, of the Irish. Behind number two ranked Ken McAfee. He played in like 1973, 74, somewhere around there to 77. And behind number one rank, Tyler Afert or Efrak. I'm not good at pronouncing names at times, most of the time. He played from 2009 to 2012. And I'm talking about Michael Mayer, who did a great job. In that loss in the final week to USC. And he's ranked one of the best tight ends right now in college football. He declared for the NFL draft and decided he will skip the Gator Bowl. Now, I made a prediction of last episode, episode 26, that I said the Irish is going to win in the Gator Bowl against the South Carolina Gamecocks on December 30th. And I stand by that. I know it's going to be a little bit more harder now without without Mayer. But I still think they can get it done. I still do. Next man up. I mean, I don't know who else is going to be sitting in Notre Dame or sitting out from the Notre Dame game, but I also don't know who's going to be sitting out in the South Carolina game either. But, yeah, my prediction is still there, still stands. I got Notre Dame winning still. Obviously, I'm a Notre Dame fan, but I'm going to pick Notre Dame out of that. Although that doesn't always tend to be the case because I'll get to that 
when I talk about the Bulls. So let's talk about the Hoyas. Episode 26, I also predicted the Hoyas will beat Cena. And I was right. I was right. Hoyas won 75 to 68 and are now 5 and 5. Next game will be on December 10th against their once Big East rivals in the 5 and 4 Syracuse Orange. To this day, at this time, currently, Syracuse all-time record against the Hoyas is 52-45. and 45. They last played in 2021, where the Hoyas won 79-75. to 75. Under the leadership of Patrick Ewing, the Hoyas are 2-3. Against the Syracuse Orange. Now. I want to say. That the Hoyas are going to win this game. Coming up in December 10th. Against against Orange. I'm still not fully confident. Even though I gave that confidence. Against a good team in Siena. who, Who was coming in at. Five and three, five and two, somewhere around there. But there's just something about Syracuse and Georgetown when they meet. Even when Syracuse left for the ACC, it's just still something special. Now, it's not a rivalry rivalry per se anymore because it's no longer in the same conference. As a Hoya, and of course, as people who are Orange fans, you still remember. You just still remember. So I'm not going to make a prediction. <laughs> I am always going to root for my team. I will say this. I will not be shocked if we win, but I will not be shocked if we lose. And I'm going to end the Hoya talk at that. Let's get on to the Chicago Bulls. Last episode, I predicted that the Wizards will beat the Bulls. And I was wrong. I was wrong. The Bulls won 115 to 111. They are now 10 and 14. Next game is December 10th, where they host the 13 and 11 Dallas Mavericks. You guys ready for some Raider talk, right? Ready for me to do a preview? Even if you're not, you're still going to get it. Raiders, 5-7. and seven. Three-game win streak. I'm painting the picture right here. Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. Three and six. They're on a six game losing streak. Raiders are eight and six all time against the Rams. Last played in 2018. Rams won that game 33 to 13. Rams are on a two game win streak against the Raiders. 
also keep this in mind. Derek Carr is 0-2 lifetime against the Rams. Keys to victory. Win the battle in the trenches. I always say that. Even on even when I did my episodes on YouTube. Every time I did keys to victory, you have to win up front. You just have to. Control the clock and don't give hope to the Rams. They are coming in as the walking dead. Worse than we are. None of their they don't have their starting quarterback. They don't have their the great defensive tackle. <laughs> and they don't have the great wide receiver. We should win. Continue playing together and for each other. That's another key. Now, yeah, in the last episode, I did predict the Raiders to win this game. And I'm sticking with that. On paper, we are a better team right now. And we're coming off a good, good three wins. While they, the Rams, are coming in on six losses in a row. And none of those guys are coming back yet. Some may say, well, you're going to beat them by default. Or you should beat them. I agree. We should beat them. Can't take any game lightly, but we should beat them, especially the gel that we're coming to. Now, would I be shocked if we lose? No. I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I don't. I think we're playing good. We're playing very good team football. But there's still that that stench since 2003. I don't know yet. But I am liking what I'm seeing these last three weeks. Now, I don't know when Waller or Renfro's coming back. I don't. I mean, I'm hearing people say that both of them are not going to be playing in this game. And that they're going to be coming in after this game. They're going to be used, you know, when we face the Patriots in the following week. I have more faith in Renfro than I do than, than Waller. But here's the what ifs on both of them. If they both return to form, that got them paid. If Waller returns to the form that he was two years ago. And Refro turns to the form that he was the year ago. Holy shit. And if everybody remains healthy on that offense, then yes, we should average 30 to 35 points a game the rest of the way. We should. Our defense is playing good. The front four on our defense, well, front seven, they're playing good. Our defense aligned, especially because of the defensive tackle. Now, Billings is not playing in this game. Rocky Asin is not playing in this game. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. Billings is going to hurt a lot because that's what helps put the pressure. He's a DT. 
So that means Tillery has to fully step up even more. That he that he has been. I mean, he has been. He's been playing good. We hit the put pressure on whoever quarterback and they're gonna have. I don't <laughs> whoever it is, you still gotta put pressure. But I think we can win this. I do. I think we can win, but I won't be shocked if we lose. Hey, I'm sorry. That just that just just how it has been. When we think we got somebody or a team, we lose. You can watch that game. I believe it's on Prime. Prime video. Don't forget to check out Raider Ben. He will be doing play-by-play to that. I believe he's still doing that. Got SC and a bunch of guys going to be at the game. So Eric's probably wearing his sweatshirt or sweatpants when he's going in there. You know, he's probably going to be rubbing his hands together. That was a joke, by the way, guys. I'm, I always pick fun of, with Eric. So, yeah, so I will be uh, watching it on TV, of course, because it's prime. Sound off and listening to Raider Ben. So until episode 27. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, not episode, till episode 27. This is episode 27. Episode 28 will be talking about the Raider game tomorrow or later on today, since it's for me, it's Thursday. Which I how I always do. If we going over the stats, hopefully it's not a rant. But that's what it's going to be. Talking about the game. So until next time, Nation, episode 28 will be later on tonight. Or sometime Friday early morning, whenever. So until next time, salute nation.